This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by ArtBase. Are you managing a major art collection but still using something like Excel? Isn't it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? Well, ArtBase is the right software to manage your art collection. ArtBase allows you to track your artworks in an easy-to-use, powerful database. Enter your data once, and then you can use that data to generate professional insurance value reports, loan forms, shipping forms, and so much more. They've got a brand new version coming out this month with a fresh new look. So go to artbase.com to learn more or to schedule a demo, and be sure to mention Art Tactic for a 15% discount off the entry fee. That's artbase.com, A-R-T-B-A-S-E.com. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. I hope everyone continues to stay safe out there. We appreciate so many of you reaching out to let us know how much you're enjoying the podcast, especially during this time. And I've even had some really fantastic conversations with some of you about art, the art market, the art world. And as I said on a previous episode, I'm always up for speaking with anyone, but especially now. You can reach me by DMing me on Instagram at Adam Green Art Advisory. I think it's a really nice way to take our minds off things. And it does look like we're seeing positive news in different parts of the world, and hopefully this virus continues to slow down. When it comes to the art world, we've seen galleries in different parts of the world beginning to open back up, which is just really exciting news. Auction houses remain physically closed, and we've addressed many different aspects of the art world and how they're responding to this pandemic over the last several episodes, but we haven't gotten too much into auction houses. And I really wanted to focus on that in this week's episode. So today we're joined by Robin Pogrebin, culture reporter for the New York Times. Robin wrote a great article last week on the state of the art auction houses during the COVID-19 pandemic and how they're shifting towards online sales and what is the fate of their upcoming major auctions in May and June. These are important auctions that really provide the art market with transparency and liquidity and they really serve as a barometer for where things stand. So we hope you enjoy this week's episode with Robin Pogrebin. Robin, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing during this time? Thanks for having me. Doing okay, thanks. We're putting out a newspaper every day without anybody in the office, so that feels miraculous. That's pretty incredible. It really is. We're enjoying all the paper's coverage, including the art section, so thanks so much. When it comes to the response to the coronavirus, we've seen galleries and art fairs shift to online viewing rooms. For the auction houses, the May auctions in New York and the June auctions in London are some of the biggest auctions of the year, and they provide the entire art market with pricing transparency and much-needed liquidity. What's the latest on the auction house's plans for when these sales may actually take place? Yes, yeah, so basically so far we have Christie's and Phillips having announced that they've postponed their May sales until June. What isn't clear is what form they will take in June, whether they will be live, as obviously the auction houses had hoped, or whether they will be online, and if they are online, whether it will be possible to just basically move the entire auction into a digital sphere, 
or, or they're going to have to adjust the offerings in terms of what is likely to uh, prompt bidding online, uh, which raises questions about the larger big ticket items and whether those can sell online. Sotheby's, on the other hand, has been hedging its bets. Uh, they haven't announced what's going to happen with the May sales yet. They're still in a wait and see mode. And so uh, it remains to be seen um, what they decide to do. Uh, and I think everybody's up in the air as the whole world is as to how to plan for the future, the, the near term and the long term. And so auction houses offer online-only sales that are similar to eBay, essentially timed auctions, and they also have live online streaming auctions where bidders can bid on their phone or computer, and you watch an auctioneer react to your bids, essentially replicating an in-person auction. Do we know if the auction houses are going to go the route of the online-only format, or will they have auctions with an auctioneer, but maybe an empty room, sort of similar to sports leagues right now who are contemplating having sporting events with no fans in attendance. And theaters are thinking of the same thing, producing somehow a play with no one in the audience and the actors spaced out from one another. I think all these options are on the table right now, and auction houses are thinking seriously about how to pivot uh, to an online format um, what are the, the potential opportunities there and, and what are the costs? And I think one main concern is that uh, potential buyers are not going to be able to see the works of art uh, in person and firsthand. And historically, that has been an important step um, when you're going to commit uh, millions of dollars towards an item, a piece of art. And so the question is, will collectors uh, be willing to make that leap, even if there is a live auction, they will not have seen the works of art live themselves. Uh, that said, you know, a lot of buyers are, you know, buying from all over the world. They're not always able to see the art in person. Some collectors do trust uh, these auction houses in terms of their condition reports and in terms of their um, sort of integrity. And so they may trust a PDF, um, they may trust their eyes and, um, and kind of take the auction house's word for it that something is worth the price at which it's selling. Uh, but I think all of that is not yet clear. Yeah, and in your article, you actually quote Ed Dolman, the head of Phillips, who said, and I'll just read the quote, for certain higher priced objects, the jury is still very much out on whether an online only sale without opportunity for proper viewing can truly maximize value. And so it seems like that's the biggest concern for auction houses, as well as for consigners and even bidders. It really isn't if the technology can handle hosting an auction, but will people at the end of the day buy at very high price points without seeing the artwork in person? Definitely. I would, I would kind of call it the $100 million question because we, that was sort of the going rate for this, uh, this kind of top level at which things were selling, it, you know, except for the Leonardo, obviously, which went for half a, a billion. Um, you know, there was this $100 million club um, that the Basquiat had entered and there were other sales at that level just showing what the high end potential is of a live auction. Um, last May, the, the five-day series of sales at Sotheby's, Christie's, and Phillips raised a combined two, $2 billion. It is unlikely so far that an online format could match that those kinds of, of levels of prices. Uh, you know, the, you had a, a bacon, for example, that was supposed to be in Sotheby's May sale, 
that was estimated at $60 million, uh, that's a lot of money for some someone to bid online. Typically, um, online sales, which have been growing at all the auction houses, um, they have been active, but they have been, as you said, at a lower price point. And um, it's just this is this is the big uh, gray area is, is whether or not the the art world can shift to bidding um, at much higher prices. And, and if they don't, then uh, um, obviously these auction houses are going to have to make some financial adjustments because they will not be meeting their targets in order to sustain themselves. They're, they have high overhead. They have, you know, major so snazzy headquarters uh, with you know, significant real estate costs. And so um, it, it's going to have to, uh, it's going to force some rethinking of the model. You just mentioned the Francis Bacon, and I'm sure there are several other high-value artworks that are going to be up for sale in these upcoming auctions. Have you heard of any instances thus far in which consigners of high-value artworks have been reluctant to sell in an online auction, and as a result decided to withdraw their works because they don't want to participate in this round of auctions? It's definitely a good question, and we are right now in this moment when auction houses were kind of gathering inventory and trying to prepare a catalog and firm up these deals. And obviously all of that has been thrown into kind of disarray and question. You have some uh, large collections like the Anderson collection, which Sotheby's had already gotten, but you have the Maclow collection, which had yet to decide how it was going to sell that material, which auction house, if any, um, it was going to go to. You had Don Marin's uh, collection um, had already gone the private route and it was being sold by galleries. Um, But there are just still a lot of large lots um, whose fate we we don't know now. And those negotiations are taking place and it is so far under wraps and it's not clear what the fallout will be, whether there will be casualties. What's interesting is that there are two interests to balance. You have the collectors who want to sell their material at the best possible time. Um, But you also have these auction houses who um, may not want to uh, make good on their commitments to these sellers if if they feel like they're gonna be stuck with the work, they can't sell it at the level at which they had expected. Um, And so all of those contracts are complicated and and I imagine these auction houses are wringing their hands around some of that right now. There's been a lot of talk about this serving as a catalyst for an ultimate shift to more online activity in the auction space and the art world in general. If this ends up being true, do you think for the auction houses, this is just about or primarily about having more online auctions, or are there other ways the auction houses may actually leverage technology? I do think that this is giving collectors more comfort with an online digital format. Those particularly the more old fashioned, old school collectors who may have felt that, you know, they had to do things the way they were used to doing things are now forced into um, a whole new sort of modern day way of approaching art sales. And I think some of them are are finding a surprising facility with that. So I do think we will see um, just more of an ease of use um, among both collectors and sellers with the online format, j- format just because that's that's the only option in town right now. Um, I also think that what we'll see is um, just this a sense that uh, the live auction 
to some extent, you know, it, it, it's theater, it's important, um, but there is a sense that uh, I think people, there's a convenience to being able to bid from wherever you are. And, and perhaps so the necessity of being in the room um, just becomes less urgent. Even already you have surrogates for the most part in the room as it is bidding for collectors who don't necessarily want to be seen. Maybe they're in the sky boxes, but a lot of them are on the phone and they have dealers in the room who are bidding for them. Um, but I do think that uh, you will see this sense, there is this sense that people have been maxed out on art fairs and they're exhausted by having to travel all over the place all the time because there's just such a uh, kind of uh, an, an, an excess of those art fairs now. And that this might do some paring down in that regard where perhaps um, there is a sense that you don't need to sort of schlep around the world to see artworks. Uh, it's very easy to just turn on your computer and have them come to you. So I think that will have a lasting impact and perhaps shake out some of the art fairs that had proliferated over the last few years. Also in your article, a few people you spoke with touched on the younger generation of collectors that are really embracing auction houses for the first time, exclusively through these recent online sales. Do auction houses feel that more online sales equates to more new, younger clients for them? Yeah, that they could tap into a whole new uh, buying population. Um, I think that is the hope. Certainly, these millennials, as they're called, have you know much more... Uh, comfort in the digital sphere. They've grown up with it. That's what they know. Um, and they are much less daunted by the idea of, you know, of making a big purchase online than perhaps younger ones might be. I think there's also the sense that there's a democratizing element to all of this where, um, you know, certainly as far as the galleries are concerned, they too are now um, kind of conducting business online. And that is allowing um, everyone access to these artworks and also some transparency around prices that in the past, this had been a world that was somewhat opaque and that had felt like there was a hierarchy as to who was able to buy these works of art. And now this is much more um, just like it's available to everyone. And as long as you have the money, you may be able to you know, purchase a major work of art and, and, that, and that could change the field. Robin, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and updating us on how the art auction houses are shifting their business activities online in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. As we've discussed, it's a very fluid situation, and we'll continue to monitor it and see how these auctions perform, how they occur, when they occur. And for our listeners, they should continue to read all of your great articles in the Times, and you're also often discussing the art world on social media. Where can they follow you there? Thank you. Yes, my handle is rpogrebin, um, both on Instagram and Twitter. So thank you. Robin, thanks so much again. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for ArtBase for sponsoring this week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast. Are you managing a major art collection, but still using Excel? Isn't it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? Well, ArtBase is the right software to help you out and manage your art collection. ArtBase allows you to track your artworks in an easy-to-use but powerful database. You enter your data once, then you use that data to generate professional insurance value reports, loan forms, shipping forms, and so much more. They have a brand new version coming out this month with a fresh new look, 
So now's the perfect time to visit artbase.com to learn more and to schedule a demo. And be sure to mention Art Tactic for a 15% discount off the entry fee. You can visit artbase.com, that's A-R-T-B-A-S-E.com.